This is Continuum Drag, a weekly podcast revisiting television, sci-fi, fantasy, and everything in between. This week, Other Space, episodes five and six. Look, you know, as far as those humans are concerned, robots are only good for three things. Cheap labor, remote bombings, and uh, off the beaten path sex stuff. But not all humans think that way. I mean, sure, when I was a pleasure concierge, they didn't treat me very well. I had to blow on dice and dance for townies. But these people are our friends. I say enslave them, strip them nude, and then just see where we're at. Welcome to Continuing Brag, the podcast that welcomes our new robot overlords. I'm Luke, here with my co-host Jordan. What's real, Jordan? Courtney's here. That's right. (laughs) That's a true stat. As prepared as ever, um, (laughs) we're joined by our returning guest, Courtney. Welcome back to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. It's been a while. When were you here last? Oh, my God. Before COVID, so four years ago? I don't know. No, I always assume it's um, Harsh Realm because I mix... Because you were on Harsh Realm, we just talked about that skating movie. Cutting Edge, what was it called? It was no. Cutting Edge. Cutting it's Edge, very yeah, good yeah. memory. Yeah. I think that was the first episode, though, so I've been on a couple times since then. Hmm. Hard to remember. I wouldn't have been able, if you had given me a million dollars, I wouldn't have been able to tell you what that show was called, though. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk I, about Cutting Edge, though. <laughs> I'm over it. Are you over it? Yeah, yeah. Really? D.B. Sweeney doesn't well, do it for me anymore. What about um, Christian Slater? Christian Slater, always. Yeah. Always. <laughs> Always, I just always. saw him in something. I can't remember what, though. It was very good. It was after Bad Robot. Not Bad Robot. Uh, Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Bad Robot. The <laughs> production company. It's fine. We digress. As we do. <laughs> All right. Do you guys want to play a little game? I got, I have oh, a game yeah. This right week. off the top of the hat. Uh, God. My words are not good. I haven't talked to people really in a long time, I guess. <laughs> Her words are not good. <laughs> But yes, let's try the right, game. Right off the bat. I have nothing else to ask you. <laughs> I really enjoy when these are slobby like this, you know? <laughs> I, my notes were, when was Courtney here last? I don't. She says, I don't know. All right, well, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, here's the game. It's called Echo, and it's a lot like an EGOT. Okay. Do you know oh. what an EGOT is? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the- it's Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Yeah, that that's it. it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Four, yeah. That's it. Also, here's... Does a Tony deserve to be in there with the rest of them? Not my opinion. I mean, I just watched West Side Story yesterday, yeah. so I would say yes. Did you like it? It's a beautiful movie. Hmm. Uh, I don't love A lot love of finger musicals. snapping still? Do they still finger yeah, snapping? Yeah, they do. Yeah. It starts off the movie. This is this is just the real difference between Jordan and Courtney. She watches uh, West Side Story. He's going to see the Batman. Those I are did. the big difference between them. Did you see it? Okay, well, we'll talk about that offside because mm-hmm. we want to we wanna go see that too. Anyway, well, can you guys get, guess what an e- echo is based on the EGOT prelude? Echo. Emmy. Mm-hmm. Grammy. No. Oh, well, there's echo. no G in Echo. C. So it's a C. <laughs> uh, uh, We've done this one's game a Hugo, before. One's a Hugo, right? We've done this game before. Uh, so comedy Award? Win. I don't know. Uh, any Canadian Award. Oh, oh that's right. Any and Canadian. then Hugo. Uh-huh. Hugo. And then O that's is... Fiction. You had the same Oscar? trouble with I, I, you got for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, Oscar? Yes, yeah, Oscar. Oh, jeez. So any Canadian Award. <laughs> that is yeah, also what tripped you up in EGOT. I don't know why. I don't know. If you had to guess, how many Emmys would you say the people who worked on the show as writers-directors have won 
Is there like a, do I have a range? Because I'd say a lot because I looked them up and one of the guys that directed my episode on the sixth episode did like a lot of The Office. So there's got to be a lot in there. I mean, that's uh, what you're guessing. You're guessing. My guess. Is it, oh, is this Price is Right I rules? Mean? Uh, sure. Price is Right rules, everybody. That's that's close without going over. I'm going to say seven. Lucky seven. Ten. Ten. Wah, 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 wah. Is that the, the sound yeah. from? Bah, 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 bah. No. And then. Wah, wah. Uh, it was eight. Eight what, Emmys. What? I was going to say eight, but then I thought that was a jerk move. To just, like, <laughs> that would have been perfect. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, what do they call that? Right. A contestant's yeah, 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 yeah. corner or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's. Director uh, Lucia Antilio has won two, one for writing, one for directing, mm. both for Hacks, the you know 2020 what? Oh, TV yeah. series. I will just say that I didn't realize you are talking about all of the directors on the show. I've yes, only yes, seen everyone. two episodes. Just kidding. I'm just, just, <laughs> I'm just trying to Give be it to difficult. her. She wins. All right, you win. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't want to get canceled. I, I, you win. I, I didn't, no, I didn't look up all the other people, that's all. No, no, fair enough. Director Robert Cohen has won a writing award for the Ben Stiller Show. Cool. Director oh wow, the Ben Stiller Show. Luke Ma- Matheny. I have a whole story about him, so that's a, it's okay. Do you want to do it now? I don't know. It's up to you. Yeah, go for it. So, um, I looked him up. Well, I saw his name or something. Robert Cohen, the director. No, or I looked ben up Stiller. Luke. Oh, Luke, Luke. Because Metheny? I I know him. I don't know him personally, but um, because of the Oscars, he did a short film called uh, Love. God of Love, God of Love, and I bought it because I I heard like I saw him win it and he seemed really charming and the clip was really. What cute. I love is that Courtney's fucking herself on the next category. So I just okay, well it's fine. I bought I I bought the short. I have it. I've watched it more recently. And then he did a Ghostwriter. Yeah, it's a great short. It's mm. a really good short. Well, and Ghostwriter Ghost is what he won his Emmy for. Well, there you go. Oh. That's why I was excited that he was involved. Hmm. Very yeah. cool. But he didn't do my episodes, so. I do think there's a pretty high pedigree on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's writer Shelby um, Farrow. I might have written that down wrong. Uh, she has won an Oscar for, or an Oscar, an Emmy mm-hmm. for Robot Chicken. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of comedy okay. people involved, like um, animation comedy. Animation people. people. And then finally, uh, writer Karen Killa- Kilgriff has won three Emmys. Whoa. All for the Ellen DeGeneres show. Oh, I actually, I really used to enjoy the Ellen DeGeneres show. Well, it was so, just called Ellen, though, wasn't it? Are uh, you talking about this, like the talk show? Or? The talk show. Oh, oh I, yeah. I'm talking the sitcom. I did no, like no, I show. believe the sitcom on IMDb is listed called? as Ellen colon the Ellen DeGeneres show. Mm. <laughs> That's the name of the show. Interesting. <laughs> All right. How many Canadian awards has people, writers and directors mm. on this production won? Well, the fact that it's included, there may, there's got to be at least one, so. My guess is. You're going to your one? Three. I say two. A zero. You're both. <laughs> oh, you tricked us. I was wondering because Luke's not Canadian. You're you are, but not that <laughs> the director yeah, that guy. we discussed. Um, yeah. and then uh, of course the Hugos. How many Hugos do you think this this uh, zero? I think zero. Is, can they even win for film? I thought it was oh, yeah. only oh, books. Yeah. Um, one. A zero. Jordan is right on this one. Jesus. Sorry, you guys. That was nice. It was nominated. Uh, Paul Fig is nominated for a Hugo for mm. Ghostbusters Answer the Call. No, did mm. not win, though. And then finally, how many Oscars has this team won? One. I was going to say one. I'll say two. Well, it's one. That's <laughs> mm. You got it first. That's fine. Who, who, what was it? It was Luke. He for a short Oh, home. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she finished telling us about it. She tipped her hand. Come on, I'm a goldfish. I can't remember what happened 30 seconds ago. <laughs> Yeah, I have it on. Uh, I could probably show it to you guys on my phone later. If you oh, want. you have it a digital copy. I have it. it. I bought it on iTunes. Nice. Well, so that's a nice you, plug. You for know iTunes. what? You know what? The first thing I ever bought on iTunes was though. Mm. Bridesmaids. Oh, Paul. So Fig. there you Jones. go. Yeah. 
There, there, it all, it all connects. Back. You're very connected to the other space. Apparently. Though I reckon, and it's the kind of show that I recognize some people, but none of them really. The, mo- mm. the one guy that I forget his name. Stuart? No. Michael. Michael? No. Well, he Kent? Kent. Kent. Kent I recognize the most. Okay. But I couldn't place him. Mm. I couldn't place anybody. I looked up their credits. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm remembering them from the odd episode from one show X right. time ago. Right. So it was really a weird cast for that reason. They're they're all like they're all good jobbers. Mm. Like they'll do mm-hmm. they're all like mm. probably working a lot, but you're not do, gonna recognize but, them. But do you think that might be a problem with the show? They need more star power? I mean I don't think that's the issue. You missed you missed <laughs> the first two episodes where Dave Franco was Oh, I, that is another question I had because I uh John was very upset that uh, he was sold a false bill of goods when I told him <laughs> Dave Franco was in the show because we literally just finished at the after party this morning. Oh uh, well, no, yes, he's murdered very early on. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like the same as uh the after party. I haven't seen the after Spoilers party. Spoilers for the after party. Uh, it's literally everyone. in the first episode. It's fine. <laughs> is that his thing now? Does he just die in the first episode of shows? I don't know. But like can you Advertise a show with the person in the trailer like that, and then just kill them off the first I mean, episode. Bruce Willis gets keeps getting put on every movie poster and movie he's in for about thirty seconds. So you I do guess. whatever you, you want. You do whatever you want. Whatever gets butts in the chairs, right? I guess. Yep. All right. That's your catchphrase. <laughs> Here we go, you guys. Let's get this started. All right. Thanks for playing Echo, by the way, everyone. I loved. It was so sloppy. I love it. You guys loved every second yeah. of it. It was interesting. All right, here we go. <laughs> I was gonna say I learned stuff, but really, I think it. <laughs> I learned that Jordan doesn't listen. <laughs> it's a good. Person you only learned that. Yeah, that's fair. All right, here's I'm the IMDb summary for episode five: Troubles Bruin. Great mm. title. Kent, Art, and Natasha demand human privileges, but a coffee maker hijacks their robot revolution and takes over the ship. Meanwhile, time distortion turns Tina and Michael's half-day mission into a year-long ordeal on a barren planet. Before we start. Luke, the idea of the different time on the planet with the the ship, mm-hmm. kind of interesting sci-fi concept. Did that suck you in? Did you like that? That seems like something up your wheelhouse. I know the show's not really up your is not your favorite, but did you like that concept of? Uh, yeah, I mean fiction? that's kind of the first thing I was going to talk about here. But yeah, there's this concept of like they go down to that planet because they have to get that fuel. Mm-hmm. That's that being the lost. running. They thing. lost two episodes ago, and now they're still trying to get it back. Like, was it in barrels or like? No, they just blew it out the back of the ship. So it's like they're mining for it. Yeah, and it's so they have, like, for some reason they have to. Okay. That planet recently formed around them. Oh, well, you missed a lot, Courtney. You've I, missed yeah, a lot. yeah. It's it's interesting. I was gonna say I need to put it in my contract that I only do the first two episodes with you guys because <laughs> it's really hard jumping in. This oh, I'm sure this was too confusing to follow along. <laughs> <up. laughs> but yes, they they go down. The idea is like they've got to go down there because there's a new protocol in place. That the captain can't go anymore. They send down, uh, of course, Michael and Tina. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, did you remember why that new protocol is in place? Well, I know it's so that they don't lose the captain and the first command, but I don't remember if there was anything. Somebody anything teleported into a rock. Yeah. They put, oh, they, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Was were, that in the show? Laughing? Nah. <laughs> Jordan loves the show. Eh. I, some not, I'll say this. No, no. Every now and then, oh. every now and then, they get a good one. You're like, that's all right. <laughs> That was all right joke. But yeah, there's there's one I think very funny joke in this episode. There's some pretty funny stuff in this episode. There well, you go. We'll see when we get to it. Uh, but yes, Tina and Michael wants to be transported down the planet, and um, it starts off a little rocky because we're for some reason I guess this episode learned that they don't like each other. Kind of. I think what they were trying to imply is less that they don't like each other, that they don't have anything in common and don't really know each other very well. They haven't bothered, so there's a bit of awkwardness because they're just unfamiliar with each other. 
Whether that tracks with the other episodes, I'm not really sure. Can I ask a quick question? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long have they been on a shift together? Uh, like four days. Four days? This the whole show's only been going on for four days by episode uh, five? Something like that. I would say it's about right. Okay, well then that's fair. Yeah, that's, yeah it's reasonable. Okay. They got in a ship. As soon as they left port, they were accidentally pulled into another dimension. The other and space? So, yeah, the other, the other space. space. Thank you. <laughs> I, I call it the other dimension. <laughs> uh, and they, uh, uh, and so, yeah, they've just, okay. they've just met each other. Okay. Yes. And um, they're beamed down for the six-hour mission uh, only to su- realize very quickly that there's a temporal dilation on the planet. One minute on the ship is equal to... 58,440 seconds on the planet. So essentially, by the time the six hours is over, they'll have been there for eight months. Doesn't this feel, though, like it could have been a fun Star Trek Next Generation episode? But it would have been starring someone like Ro Laren or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right. It'd be like Ro and Jordy go down to the planet and they find out. But isn't this story... I feel like I... I as we've established, I do not know much about sci-fi, but I feel like I know, I've heard of this kind of time thing Well, this before. is... I mean, this is central to the uh, Christopher Nolan... Uh, what's it called? Tenant? Ten- no, no. I haven't seen that. Interstellar. Oh. Interstellar. Uh! Courtney started. likes that one because they go they I go to the one movie. planet and it's uh, there's yes, time dilation right. on that. Uh. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, I think there's a there's a TNG episode. When that did that one. come out? Maybe st- he stole it from the show. <laughs> that would make me really happy. Actually, likely. it's very likely. <laughs> Can I tell you my biggest problem with that movie? Yeah, sure. So all this time travel, all this stuff. How come he never loses his tan? Matthew McConaughey, he's tan, in space, is bright orange the entire time. How can you watch a movie when you're distracted like that? <laughs> I love that. That's like the old argument people used to make. Like, like, so am I supposed to believe when Superman's flying, that part doesn't come out? It's like, well, I don't know. I don't think we're supposed to worry so much about that. So, Courtney... T- I'm just saying, I was, I, that's how much I liked that movie. I was not you're, paying attention. Yeah. I was like, this music sucks. Well, when you're bored, you start this focusing on, exactly. on tans. This is uh, Courtney looks at tans. Jordan looks at wigs. These I do are like, what yeah, they I do like on. wigs. It's very strong hair gel, though. It's <laughs> fine. That's more believable. But yes, I, there's, there, I believe there's a TNG episode similar in that I believe it, Bacard lives like a year or his entire That's life right. or something in his mind. And when he comes back, he's just like has to deal with the ramifications of yeah. life. Yeah, the, that, the light episode, whatever it was called. The inner light. I inner light it was episode. interesting. I mean, like, it's yeah. A, it's a, yeah, I would say it's a fine concept, this idea of this time dilation. It's done very badly. It is done <laughs> well, as d- badly as they always they, do. They, do it, they, they do it for a gag. Lo- but they weren't even like... They weren't even looking for anything. Like I'm like, this. what is this mission? As soon as they realized the time was forever, you'd think that they would spend time looking for the thing that they were looking for. But it, it is... Um, but that's the show. I mean, we're getting off track, but it is an issue with this show, okay. which is everything is in the service of a joke. Yeah, yeah. But so the joke sometimes that. doesn't... Well, most of the time doesn't really mm-hmm. work because mm-hmm. they think the concept... They think the concept of the two of them down, these two people who don't get along, is funny enough that they don't need to do anything else. So thus, you should be laughing, mm-hmm. but they don't do anything well and it. you and you can and you can see the beats coming they get down there yeah. it's yeah, yeah, awkward at yeah. first they realize oh we're gonna be here for eight months we immediately get like a slow every time we cut back to them they're falling slightly more in love yeah until they are finally now in love and they're the six and then and then falling out, out of love yeah well in the six hours are up they're like well we're gonna go back to the ship now and uh they're gonna, everyone's gonna be weirded out by the fact we're now in love and instead of getting beamed up a piece of paper is beamed <laughs> down to the planet that says uh <laughs> i think i wrote it down here um it might be a while uh, uh, robot uprising in progress, mm-hmm. uh, and they're so now they're stuck there for an unknown amount of time. And every time we cut back to them, we're now seeing the relationship fall apart, yeah. then become paranoid and violent. And it, uh, I would say, the one joke that ends well is he gets uh, yeah. Tina is as we've seen over the course of the show is quite uh, aggressive. That's mm-hmm. become a real character trait. She kidnaps Michael, and she's like, 
I'm going to eat you now. So then we cut back onto the ship when they finally get around to beaming them up. They beam them up. Michael's now missing a leg. It's just completely amputated. Blood's everywhere. Tina's face is covered in blood from eating human flesh. And they're just standing there and the crew's staring at them. And I, I, what, what's the line they say? I believe it's just like, he fell. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. It that was, was the funniest that was, joke that of the episode. That was, absolutely. And yeah. I was not expecting it because it was very not established that it I, went that Every, far yeah, yeah. Generally. It, it was so not funny that it was like they actually like managed to raise it to a stake that was like so outrageous well, and i mean it's it's funny too because like uh, then the next because you're like well, how can they do that but then obviously the next scene he's got a robot leg because yeah. it's space and who cares yeah yeah exactly they're yeah. like now he's and a then robot there was some funny stuff in the next episode because of that leg so that's true that robot leg did become more <laughs> useful we gave michael something to <laughs> yeah. do yeah um but the other plot line that's happening well this sort of like love story falling out story is going on I was just going to say one thing. Those chicken cubes were weird. Have they established those before? Oh, I completely forgot about this. I can't remember now the there chicken cubes. There was like cubes. a, it was like it's a food Mrs. Noah. There's like a literal Mrs. Noah joke, like a ripoff of Mrs. Noah joke in this episode. Is there? I don't know what Mrs. Noah is. It's another side Yeah, you do, Courtney. You listen to all our podcasts. I, I have to say COVID uh, wrecks my streak. That's no, fine. Mrs. Noah was a very similar show. Well, describe describe these things. Okay, so it was like they said that they were going to eat. They were going to have a, a chicken cube. And the thing that was weird, it was like this little machine that basically pooped out a square of, like, it looked like chicken mat, like flesh, but just pink. But it was, there was like a little... Um, form of a chicken, so it's like it's in the shape of a chicken. Yeah, like it's like and it poops out form. little eggs for them to eat. Well, yeah, but it wasn't eggs originally. There were squares though. Yeah, the squares. But then there was an egg later remember. when they're in the house when things were more established. Yeah, yeah. But I think it was very odd, and I was like, "Is this how they always eat?" Like that was just no. This is a brand new. It's just a joke. They had pills that you put in a like dehydrator. Yeah, rehydrator, yeah. and then it would make things. So no, I'll, I'll be honest, I have zero memory of this. Zero. It's okay. it's such a throwaway, and I barely caught it too because the actual the actual prop of the chicken that like lays these things is weird. Is like oh like only when you really look at it because it it just doesn't look like a chicken exactly because it's all mesh. Yeah. But like I realized that as I was watching, I'm like, oh, this is a chicken yeah. laying the chicken cubes yeah. for them to eat, and I'm like, this is literally it's a Mrs. Noah joke. Mrs. Yeah. Noah had the exact same robot chicken that pooped out eggs, but was far funnier. <laughs> There you go. But it was very funny. I totally Crazy. forgot. I, I didn't even put it in my notes because I forgot Look, about it. Chicken, Courtney. Chicken cubes. Chicken cubes. We would have missed it entirely. This is how little I care about this show. It's just like my mind is turns off. Let's be honest. I was just looking for things to talk about today. <laughs> uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you're here. Because we it's a weird right show because it. it's not. It's like it's it's not horrible. There's funny jokes and stuff, but it's like. It's not as memorable as like you know. No, it is. It, it is an entirely the, the forgettable thing show. And, it, after watching this, it's. It's why si- I know I got canceled. Like it makes sense. It's the totally. similar. It's similar to trying to remember a dream. Like <laughs> what was this? What it's was? the Venom Two of TV shows. Oh no. <laughs> um, um, but yeah. No, thank you for bringing that up. But uh, we'll go into the other plot. Yeah, then, no, because that's sort of what's it's happening way more there. Exciting. Yeah, for and sure. And the other plot is that uh, Zaylene wants a bonus. That yeah, that's. What kicks it off. That's sure. what kicks it okay. off, yeah. yeah. And uh, Captain Stewart and his second-in-command slash his sister, Karen. I don't know if you knew they were brother and sister. I did, because I watched the trailer. Oh, there we go. And uh, I explained it to John. They, they, can't, they can never agree on what to do. As we know from watching the show, they're always arguing this, mm-hmm. too. We're cats and dogs, you know what I mean? It's because she's probably older and more experienced, and they gave it to him. That is, a man. That's what absolutely it is. what it is. I know. I saw that in the trailer, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because he's a man. It's because she's uh, irritable. Oh, that's, that's what they worse. say. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so the two of them decide they're going to come up with a solution for their perpetual bickering, and that is to remove the chain of command entirely, and they'll just each make up their mind and do whatever they th- 
think is best in the moment and hence they don't have to argue anymore mm-hmm. and what could go wrong with that concept yeah hmm. this is this is i love lucy level uh, comedy yeah, plot it is it really is yeah and uh of course comedy ensues because zalian then re-asks for his bonus to captain stewart What's that? I, said, I love Lucy. It's funny, but go yeah. ahead. <laughs> it's true. I love Lucy is a better show. Yeah, yeah. There's no like, don't compare the two shows. Well, I think you, you're I gonna think, have like a lot of people. I think the point is structurally that's yeah, the same fair, sort of thing. But fair. yes, sure. There's no Lucy in here hilariously putting anything in her top as the conveyor belt goes by quickly. You know. Yeah. Um, Zaylin comes back after that bonus again, and Captain Stewart's only by himself now, so he agrees to give him a one million dollar bonus because money doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Because they're lost in space, so what does it matter? Of course, as soon as Zalian hears about this bonus, he immediately retires from his job and stops taking orders, so he's no longer available to work on the crew. Mm-hmm. Um, while this is happening, Art the robot, Natasha the computer, and Kent the uh, sentient organ farm with gills, and apparently no fingerprints were finding out. That was a huge question, was what is he? Because I couldn't figure it out. And then it was, I think, in the next episode, there was a weird, gross thing that we can talk about. But Yeah, he's supposed to be, the, he's supposed to be like a sibling his parents had birthed to purely be an organ farm and live in a pod but their but that brother, brother died in a uh, i believe a drag race with his coke dealer so they've been forced to bring the uh, bring the clone out to be their only child sure but why is he on the ship Oh, they don't like him, so they got rid of him by putting um, him on Kevin's show. It's a long way to go it's, for it's like, like jokes he's an, about fingerprints. He's not an organ donor for the in case the crew gets in trouble. No, no, no. It was originally for his elder brother, who has now passed away. Oh, I didn't know at all. I couldn't. I could oh, not no, for two episodes piece you, together you what his you suit story know, was. You wouldn't know that in the first episode they established Kent as only wanting to have sex with his mother. It has never come up again. <laughs> There's a weird gag they do with the no mm-hmm. fingerprints on this though, and. He's like, a strangler. Well, he's something. like he's like I don't have fingers, and then at one point to show it, he uh, runs his fingers against the screen that make a squeak noise. And my thought was, wouldn't it have not made a squeak noise if he doesn't have any uh, friction on his fingers? Oh, a good question. I don't. Anyways, know. you should have been you should have been the science consultant. Yeah. <laughs> Just the annoying person. A point of order. Um, yeah. Uh, but yes, so these three have just have been talking, and they don't like how they're being treated. Um, essentially, they want they each like to get uh, human privileges on the ship, is what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. And they each have their own reasons. The robot wants to go into bathrooms. Uh, Natasha, I, I don't know, she just wants them because she feels like a second-class citizen as the computer. She's one of the best characters on the whole show. And uh, and can't, uh, can't use a 3D printer because he doesn't have fingerprints, so he needs human privileges to use mm-hmm. a 3D printer. And um, they they bring this to Karen, and Karen, of course, since she can make uh, arbitrary things, says no to human privileges, and they immediately set about organizing a robot revolution, Kent mm-hmm. being uh, made a robot honorarily. Yeah. I think, again, on paper, I think that's a funny idea. Mm-hmm. In the execution, you're like, it just doesn't really go anywhere of any consequence. You know, it kind of like... It just kind of happens, but it was like that's a funny idea the that these people are stuck on the planet and the robots have revolted and taken over. And there's a couple beats that are all right, like the idea that the coffee machine becomes like it's a dictator. The best thing. It's funny. Yeah. The but, coffee but it just it like best. on paper, but in in execution, you're like it's it's not as funny as it could be. Like I actually thought, and this is dumb, the coffee machine, which we're talking about, that makes only coffee puns. That's kind of funny. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I well, I'm glad you guys got that out of it. Yeah, it's, I, but I just mean there's more to it than that. Like, there's nothing wrong to start with. The coffee machine makes puns, but there's mm-hmm. got to be more jokes you can mine out of that. But they were like, done. Right. That's it. That's all we need. And it's like, well, no, that's a good starting point. And we've never seen the coffee maker before. No, coffee maker's brand new. Essentially, what it is is that uh, at first, Stuart and Karen aren't very worried about this robot revolution because of the second law of robotics protecting them. 
Um, do you guys know what the second law of robotics is? Yeah. This is the I- Isaac Asimov sort they, of thing? I have, to, I, I have they, to assume. They don't mention it in the show. They can't hurt uh, humans? They. Uh, I had to look it up. Robots must obey orders is apparently oh, yeah. Asimov's any orders. second, second okay. rule of robotics. Um, however, as we've been talking about, there is a talking coffee machine that's earlier established episode as uh, charging $40 for a cup of coffee that Captain Stewart breaks when it won't stop like making r- coffee puns. And apparently this robot, the reason it was doing that is it is defective so that the robots in the robot revolution go and get him from the, from the defective pile, I believe they call it. And, uh, They'd bring it because the robot will shoot anyone who crosses it. It, it doesn't have to play by the second rule of robotics because mm-hmm. it's defective. Unfortunately for them, this talking coffee pot also takes over their whole revolution, becomes like a dictator, takes over the ship, and like kind of all of their plans to get human uh, privileges have been dissuaded because they've brought a, like a despot mm-hmm. into it, basically. Yeah. And I'm making it sound more more interesting, complicated than it even well, is. Well, it happens so fast, and it's silly to say that about a coffee pot taking over, but <laughs> because because it's only a twenty something minute episode, and they want um, to have the revolution point, point happen. Of point of order. What's that? The show is not a twenty minute twenty minutes. Like the whole thing is like almost half an hour each episode. Like they're well, all twenty six minutes. Really. Yeah, but like comedies are supposed to be twenty two minutes, unless you're getting into that whole thing, and it, it does not need that extra space. Mm. Just saying, it would have been a lot tighter if they cut ten minutes of the show. I I don't disagree. That's yeah, all. I mean, maybe for this show, I just mean like I know the the idea saying. the idea didn't have any room to breathe or anything because mm-hmm. it was just like they no. wanted to get to the joke. The joke is the coffee machine's going to be sitting in the chair, shooting them with lasers and making brewing jokes, which I liked. Yeah, I like the brewing <laughs> jokes too. I like the brewing jokes too. I just it seemed like we could have there could have been more along the way of. Yeah. Of the idea of them revolting, there's something interesting there. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all, and we don't we don't get too much of it. Essentially, yeah. once the robot coffee maker takes over, ruins the robot revolution, immediately Kent, Natasha, and Art have to come up with a plan to like stop the coffee maker. So they immediately abandon their plans. Yeah, and the way to stop it is they realize to use the first law of robotics against it. But they're going to need Zalian's help for that because he's the only one with human privileges. I guess that's why they need Zalian's help to stop the coffee pot. I thought it was just because he's the Mister Fixit kind I think of guy. That that's what I got as well. It's just that he's the guy that is on the ship to fix things, and they don't know how to do it. He's anything. the O'Brien. I guess so, but his his fix is to uh, walk onto the bridge and order 40,000 cups of coffee at $40 a cup, hence spending his entire million-dollar bonus. And the first ro- uh, rule of robotics is? Yeah, the customer's always right. Customer's always right. So the robot has to listen. Uh, it doesn't have enough beans. Proceeds to explode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll, look, I'll give it this. I didn't think that's how they were going to defeat the robot. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, you, you thought for sure Zalian was going to c- continue to be retired for the rest of the episode. It's not that. I knew that we'd get back to status quo because that's what this show is. But I didn't think that was going to be how they were going to defeat him. Is to spend his whole bonus. Yeah. And then Zalian has to ask for his job back. Yeah. And we get back to status quo. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan's loving this show. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's sort of how they end up. And the episode kind of just ends. Um, everyone gets back to the ship robot legs blah 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 and we get something they've been doing the last two or three episodes that they've started doing that's brand new is the end of the episode is always like some weird cliffhanger that they really yeah. refuse to explain and this time it was an alien goes down to the planet and sees sort of the like oh. settlement that tina and mike was that after the credits started no no, no. what you were already st- stood up and walked away. <laughs> I might have waited. You were already eating crackers. <laughs> I wasn't. What, what happened? At the end of the episode, an alien is seen on the planet. With like a cloak. Looking. Oh, yeah. No, I did see that. Sorry. It just didn't make any sense. So I, it blocked it from my yeah. mind. And looking at the remnants of their settlement and like, is this like, we're like, oh, this alien's 
following that. Well, I think it was that or, or there was like this implied that because time is has gone so far, they're now like an archaeological sort of I don't think find. that's what they were going no? for. I think they were really like because they've each episode they've been ending the last three ones have ended yeah. with like somebody's watching them mm. and i think this is the similar mm. anyways it doesn't it, as of right now it has not paid off for anything so it doesn't matter it has probably won't forgetting it completely like as I oh no it's gonna they're definitely gonna pay it off in the next two episodes you think so oh they've been building up to it all season they're so excited for this reveal <laughs> they're like i can't wait to see how bad it is because it's like maybe it's david franco maybe i bring him how, back how did he die he exploded oh harder <laughs> Harder to <laughs> in front of people. Yeah, mm. we watched him get blown in an airlock, turn into a pile of goo, and then explode. Mm. Okay, so unlikely. Unlikely. Maybe James will drop by. Ugh, mm. Let's hope not. <laughs> um, that's the episode. Uh, I'm shocked we talked about it so long. It's yeah. I, I, my notes are like one page long. I know the, my notes are getting shorter and shorter. Uh, well, mine are also only one page long. But hey, you know what we also learned? Uh, underneath their outfits, they wear tank tops. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's right. They do take off the stuff. Do their and colors mean anything like in Star Trek? I think they do, but they've never indicated. Because they're all sort of they, different, right? Yeah, I know. Like, I vaguely know what everyone's job is, so I, they probably fall into some sort of category, but mm. they've never specified. I've learned that from mm. this podcast. <laughs> what about Star Trek uniforms? We talk about that a lot. I don't know. Or from knowing you two. I don't know if it's specific. specific. Jordan won't shut up about that. That's true. <laughs> are, he's always like, people in real life should be forced to wear uniforms that are colored so I can tell them apart. That's the only way. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, with my love of coffee, I, I did like all the puns. And I, I, li- I like puns, and I like... I like puns, I too. Liked, and I was wondering if, they, if those voices were people that were, like, you know, famous or whatever. The art guy apparently is the, like the top build person on the show, which I thought was interesting. Art is the other robot. Mm. On IMDb, he certainly is on the top of the list. But he like I, he's I don't know he's just done a lot of voices I think. Yeah, I don't think he's that top build in the show. <laughs> probably in the credits, he's probably. Well, I don't know. He was the first. I think he might have been the first person. Oh, I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe it might have been after though. Like it might have been the first one after all the main ones. I don't know. Hmm. Well, if I, I just notice his name. If I watch episodes. the last two episodes, I'll keep my head for it. I don't know. There's there's <laughs> there's like a 50-50 chance that's accurate. I don't know. I just uh, noticed it. All right. Well, you guys want to move on to the next episode? Yeah. Powerless. Sure. Here's the IND summary for episode six, Powerless. Emergency mode turned off all non-essential body mods, including translators, artificial limbs, and corneal implants. Tina doesn't actually speak English. She's from unincorporated Uzbekistan. Grotesque. They can't possibly think that's an acceptable way to talk. With the ship trapped in a lightning storm, Karen struggles to persuade the crew to limit their power usage, while Stuart <laughs> learns to pilot the ship manually with help from Zalian. I'm having trouble reading here. Meanwhile, Kent attempts to re-educate Natasha, who has been reduced to the mental age of a child after the first lightning strike. And that was courtesy of UMP Dreadnought. Hmm, Dreadnought. This starts with this weird country music joke, which mm-hmm. I didn't think was very funny. And I didn't, I, I'll be honest, I did st- kind of stop paying attention already. But it seemed to be the same joke they did a few episodes. Remember they made like a Pixar type joke? Yes. It's the same sort of thing, right? Where they the play a song similar. and then you, I guess the lyrics are supposed to indicate some sort of jab of some sort but i didn't quite get what the joke was well what is the country music joke it, well i don't know it was the song was called fuel shields and food or something yes so i don't know i wrote it down because i was like this is gonna come up um 
I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say what the joke is. The the joke, uh, I guess, in the episode is they're like, hey, everything we got the fuel back, so all of our problems are solved. We have yeah. fuel, mm-hmm. we have full it. shields, and we have food. I don't still don't know how they solved their food problem, but I guess that what, problem is solved. Can I ask why he gets to drink Skittles? Did, I have no with idea the, the talking cup, is that established no, before? No, never seen it. Anytime those things come up, it's a weird... It's a weird thing the show does, and I think they kind of forgive it. They just they do it for the gag. Yeah, yeah. But but what's the gag? Just that he's drinking Skittles. I think so. It's the same thing. It's like why was the why did it poop out chicken cubes? Yeah, just well, because I mean, why least, did these things happen? Just at least that's but that's food at least. Yeah, I mean, for Skittles are food. I guess, my guess was that yeah. it's sort of that he's kind of a bit of a man child. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. But. Uh, yeah, why it's a talking cup thing? I, I don't, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it's a lot of these jokes have trouble. Like, like let's go back it, to country music. They yeah. say these things. They say they've got fuel, shields, and fl- food, and then they all get excited. They're like, just like that country song by the all country bad girl Bailey Mae Chapman, and then they immediately play just like a mimic country song where those are the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And that's you, what I mean. I didn't get what the joke was. And then you stand there listening to it where they dance around, and they're like, "Well, that's enough of that." I'm like. Uh, literally uh, okay like, what's happening yeah, <laughs> yeah. and but, but that's what i mean i think there's a joke in there somewhere but i didn't understand i just don't understand is what it because we don't know country music maybe there maybe was there no. was there a real song well, that's the thing i was like is the joke country so. music sucks like whatever your opinion is at least that's a joke no that wasn't the joke either. But i don't think it was right yeah i don't think so either the, the only joke seemed to be they stop it because they're like they're, we can't play the rest of the lyrics at work oh yeah it's not yeah it's not, it's not work appropriate yeah, you're like appropriate. okay to like to what end? I don't yeah, know. it wasn't a good one. At any rate, what we're supposed to know though is like everything's finally going well on the ship. Mm-hmm. So well they've almost uh, finished this uh, ripple detection system that will help them find NPRS to go home. Did you guys? Did you guys write down what an NPRS? No, is? it wasn't the t- radio show though. It wasn't. Yes, it wasn't NPR. It was NPRS, which is uh, which uh, this is like not the radio show. National Public Radio skating was their joke. I'm like. That's that's your joke for what NPRS stands for. I literally didn't even catch that. I just didn't understand it. I'm like I'm like okay, that, I guess that's it's a joke. It's because it doesn't make sense. And then, but no, and here's what's crazy to me is like they did this whole that's the whole joke. NPRS. Oh, you mean National Public Radio Skating? And I'm like, okay, well, let's find out what this really means. And what it really means is next possible ripple site. Also, not a very good acronym. So it's just like you made up a not good acronym to make a joke that was National Public Radio Skating. When they're in control of what these are, it's not like, like they have to use a real. They made acronym. it all up. They made it all up themselves just now. It's bizarre. Just now might be the key to that sentence. That's true. That's true. <laughs> anyway, there's a chance now they could find a ripple to go home with, and as was sort of hinted at last episode and confirmed this episode, uh, Kent and Natasha the computer fell in love. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I, there's just like see I found that kind of weirdly creepy slash sweet because I didn't know that it wasn't established this entire time it just happened like last episode Kent wanted to give her a rose and she was flattered and then episode two they're like we're in love I'm like okie dokie I thought it was going to be and maybe she's way too hot for him she is very attractive um, yeah, it's weird. I, I thought it was going to be that sort of like he's sort of lovelorn and, and pining for her and she's like I'm a robot and mm-hmm. I don't have feelings I thought that's where it's going and maybe that's too boring but yeah i do she's into it she's into it and you're like oh okay spoiler alert <laughs> she's spoiler alert. literally the end of the episode guys she's into it <laughs> i mean they don't really hide it for most of this they're, no, they're no. pretty they're pretty much into and, it and let me just say i l- think the actress is fine and i think she's one of the better parts yeah. like i, I it's like an interesting her. i like the way it's shot i find it very interesting and like yeah she, why did she need to change fine. her clothes like it's funny however 
I hate when they have to make actors and actresses do this sort of thing. It's the same as like acting drunk. I hate it. The baby and, thing? And doing the baby thing. Yeah. It just is like, there's no way you're getting out long. of this alive. Yeah, it's too long. And it yeah. just is her having to, I don't well, even know how it. you. That's it. This is what yeah. happens. Yeah. It all falls it's, apart. A, it's a little um, uh, gross. Like, isn't it cringy? I was cringy I mean, the whole time for I mean, if it was for. a guy, it would be less cringy, but it's just like this, this obviously like sex symbol of the show is having to be, in, in, I can't say Infantilized. the word. Thank you. Well, this is what happens is they are struck by lightning. Everything's going well, and they end up in a green space lightning storm, whatever that is, mm-hmm. get hit by lightning, and the ship enters low-power emergency mode. What this means is Zaley and Stuart get sealed onto the bridge together, so they're separated for their own B-plot. And then Natasha, as you said, her power is reduced because of this, reverting her. At first, I didn't understand what they were doing, but later you see she's supposed to be reverted to basically infant intelligence, mm-hmm. and they'll have to, Kent will train her to get, like, to a teenager, and she'll be sullen and mean and things like that. But now, like don't that. you think there's an interesting beat they missed? The idea that there's an emergency, the ship quarters people off, uh, or quarantines people off, and now people who maybe don't, we don't usually see together having interact. It's the same sort of idea that the two on the planet yeah. don't really mm-hmm. get along. But they don't, no, they, don't go friends, in, they don't go with that at all. It's just like, oh yeah, they're on the bridge together. Anyway. Yeah, they're you know the show's not interested in exploring the characters. They're trying. They're going for quick, fast gags. So it is yeah. that thing where it's just like I think a different show who wanted to build these characters out would probably use that to like, what's this relationship like? How's mm-hmm. it? How do they butt heads? But for the most part, it's maybe just, if they got more than eight episodes, they'd get to. <laughs> yeah, maybe do that. maybe they'd finally start clicking this into place. <laughs> um, but maybe if they had done that earlier, we'd want to see more than eight episodes. <laughs> Yahoo. What were oh, you thinking? Well, that's another question I got. I got Yahoo original question mark. We got to talk about that later. Not right now, though. Okay, we'll save that for the end. <laughs> um, but yes, Natasha's knocked back, so she's got to relearn everything via Kent. Um, they do a weird gag here where they, like, the only way to communicate with the rest of the crew is they have to send the, like, infant-brained Natasha wearing different shirts with different emojis on them to explain what's happened via emojis. Mm-hmm. And when they successfully tell, like, Karen, it's like, oh, lightning storm, don't use power, we'll all die. Mm-hmm. She sends back the uh, spicy tuna hand-rolled emoji, and Zalian says, there's someone who really knows their emoji history, and then yeah. they never comment on yeah, it Yeah, I didn't get that joke. I, it does the thing. They make a joke, like, this is an important emoji in the future, and it says something. He says that, and then he just, like, never explains it any further. And yeah. it's because what they're trying to do, I think, and I think this comes back to that thing with the Skittles in a cup is they suddenly introduce this idea that Zalian's so like much older than the crew, so he's like, mm-hmm. all young people are coddled. They don't know how to do anything without their fancy cups that talk to them and feed them Skittles. Like, that's mm-hmm. the gag now between... Mm-hmm. Like, that, for the mm-hmm. episode, that's the gag between him and Stuart. It's like, Stuart's never had to, like, steer a ship by hand. Yeah, exactly. Like, and in the olden days are always better than the new days. Like, yeah, in a car. You know, kid, kids these days. But it's days. also not um, consistent with what we've learned about Zalian up to this point. Up to this point, he's the slacker, stoner guy who's just fumbled his way through maybe had some glory days at one point but now he's just going through the motions was that necklace thing has that ever been established no, before no. what was the necklace thing <laughs> he had like he had captured part of space or something i don't know there's basically what happens is uh i remember zalian it's three seconds i just again i don't know what's been established so i'm like oh maybe this is important let's write it down this shows a lot like that but yeah basically what happens is zalian installs a steering wheel so that uh Stewart can fly the ship manually with literally just a steering wheel. I have a question. Mm-hmm. So if he's never done it before, wouldn't the guy that used to actually steer ships be the better person to do this? A hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's not the show. <laughs> yeah. And the idea is that like now Stewart's like gets to experience like 
hands-on driving and it really changes his life and they're they fly around they fly around this storm he happens to see debris of an alien ship and this whole thing where he's like i really want to meet an alien it'd be amazing and this is where the necklace comes in his aliens just like hey alien weren't you the first person on one of the first crews to like encounter alien life and he's like yeah i got this sweet necklace and he opens it and it's just like a weird glowing thing. And I think it's supposed to, he's like, this is the first tardigrade we ever met in space. Mm. And I think the joke is, is like, he's got like a microscopic alien mm. in his thing because it's the only aliens anyone's ever met up till now. Though these crew has actually met aliens twice now. Yeah. So I, I'm not entirely sure why Stuart's so excited to meet an alien. Yeah. Well, because really? they, they've yeah, met yeah. like actual like onboard. Dave alien. Franco was an alien. Uh, okay. And then aliens in the first, like a whole bunch of aliens showed up in the first. Episode. Yeah. I think they're just playing with the idea of... He loves to explore space. Yes. Which yes. is lovely. He's a space person. Yes. I mean... That's the person that you want to be a captain of a ship. That is, I think, the idea behind Stuart. They would like us to believe. Mm-hmm. What's why we're supposed to like him? He's not unlikable. He's just... No, he's... The whole dumb. cast is good, they're... but it's just a bad show. Yeah. Yeah. We. I mean, we've said that before. And just, the characters you know, going are off... interesting enough. Yeah. yeah. All, all the performers are giving it. And they're engaging actors, and the characters are not the worst. It's Production just that design's pretty bad. Yeah, but they just they just don't know what to do with them. They just bounce around saying lines that mm-hmm. are. I think you mentioned it's like they're like first attempts at like improv, and well, then they, they're I, like anything better? Nope, that's well, good enough. That's it. The, the joke is, is like, didn't you meet aliens before? It's like, yeah, I did. Check it out. Here's a tardigrade and necklace, and you're like, oh, this is the joke. Like, um, that's the joke. It's just yeah. like, here's a tardigrade and a necklace, and you're like, I don't You know the, like, know the kind of jokes in the show that I like are things like the leg co- compartment yeah. with gum? That stuff's great. Well, that's, that's gold. Like, that's that's the level that I'm dealing <laughs> that's with. That's right? what's like, happening. It's puns yeah. Yeah. and prop humor. That's what's happening with the rest of the crew, is that they're trapped in another part of the ship, and uh, they have to deal with have, being in low power mode, which is very inconvenient for them all. Um, essentially, when they go to low power mode, it turns off a bunch of things. Like, the universal translator turns off, so Tina can now only speak in her native Uzbek language. Uh, the body mods are disabled, so Karen needs glasses, and Michael's new robotic leg, he can't open it and store gum inside of it anymore. Like, it just doesn't move. Mm-hmm. And um, Art, I guess, is inconvenienced because he wants to put on a light show, and he can't now. He's not allowed. The thing about Art is, I'm positive that what they're hoping for is, like, a Bender-type character. That's yeah, what they that's want what him to be, going. right? Yeah, yeah, but but sure. it just, I don't know why they just don't go for it then. Like, have him be a drunk, surly uh, person who says inappropriate things at all times, as opposed to, like, he comes and is like, I want a light show. And I'm like, uh, okay. What am I supposed to learn about art? I don't know. Even it's, even the gag of it, he wants to get into washrooms. Make him a pervert. He he wants to go into washrooms to peek at people. Like, I don't think that's funny, but at least it's something. That You don't like that he's a billionaire soul trapped in a robot? Ugh, yeah. Is that what it is? Maybe. That's what it is. Well, they keep calling him a billionaire all episode. They're like, billionaire in a uh, budget body. Stupid. They did? They were singing that. Every time they sing, that's what they sing to him. When are they singing? Every time Art throws his light show party and they're all oh. dancing around, they're like is, billionaire in a budget body, and they say oh. that over and well, over, is this okay. show, over again. Fair is this enough. show the, the of any show we've watched the one where we we remember the least? And like Courtney, you said you watched it this morning. This I morning. watched it last night. Yeah. So twelve hours is it's too much. It's too much to keep in my head for the show. It's just nothing means anything. Yeah. It, like you, there's nothing to hold on. I to. think I just thought they were singing something. Like, <laughs> I, I I didn't think it was important. I, I mean, was it's not. It's not. I was okay. folding laundry. <laughs> oh, that's fair. I was writing notes down, and I didn't catch it. <laughs> um, the big conflict here, though, is that uh, Karen, the second in command, is like, we can't use power, and Tina and Art are just like, 
fuck that, we're going to. So they, they basically turn on all the systems again, and, and teen, Karen gets mad at them because they're like, uh, we told you not to because we might get hit by lightning if we have too much power. And then the ship starts shaking, and Karen knows that it's being manually piloted. But she doesn't pass information along, so it spooks the rest of the crew. They're really afraid, so they turn off all their power again. And this leads to basically these three members of the crew being like, well, we can't die, so we better turn off all the power. And they're like, well, that means we got to kill Natasha because she's a computer. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird leap to make, right? It's like they, it's like a cult automatically. Like it's like a little inter- insurrection. They go after yeah, having one. Lap. They saw said, hmm. they saw the power of the the robot, and they're like, "We want that power." Yeah, they really go from zero to sixty on this show. But yeah, that's the idea. Is they're like, "Well, if we can't use power, that means we got to kill Natasha, or we'll all die." And then as soon as they decide to do that, you get um, uh, Tina pulls out a knife and cuts off Art's head because he's yeah. also using powers. And so mm-hmm. Art uh, unfortunately gets his own demise by mm-hmm. demanding mm-hmm. the head of Natasha. And then basically what we see is they they go they want to go kill they want to go kill Natasha so they show up and Kent and Karen step in and they're like you guys come down let's not kill anybody and they're like all right well let's kill you then and as they're about to murder their crewmates uh, all the power comes back on they're like oopsie doodles yeah can we talk about the weird thing that this guy sleeps in because we kind of went sure, over sure sure you want to talk about Kent's it sleeping pod it was so pod? gross yes Kent sleeps in a goo pod all of it was really gross I did not like it. Is that established? That is established, yes. Okay. Remember the show we watched, uh, Luke? And actually, you might have been on for one of the episodes. I feel like I might have been. Space Rangers? I was on a Space Rangers. Didn't the, the Klingon type guy, didn't he sleep in a goo sack? Oh, I don't remember. Maybe. I think he I've might have. I've seen something like this before. I like, don't it's yeah. not Space new, Beyond, but... The clone was born out of a goo slot. That's true. We have we have seen a few goo slots. I don't Clones like and goo slots are pretty common. <laughs> I like but I didn't I like know it was a clone, so I was very confused. <laughs> when did we start calling it a goo slot? That's what they're called. <laughs> That's the technical term. <laughs> Tour of endearment. Anyway, th- that sort of ends their plot when the power comes back on. And what we get to see is there's a for Stewart, his big moment at the end of the episode is he wants to go investigate this broken alien ship, but there's an option to go further and possibly destroy the ship or leave this storm and like save everybody. And he chooses to save everyone instead of exploring. Which again is an interesting idea to it happens uh, in 30 seconds that's i mean it's like it, it was an actual interesting thing they could have done in this show where the whole episode the whole episode about choice. him making that choice and fighting against what he has wanted his whole life was just be an explorer but they're like oh what should i do anyways guys i i, I uh, chose to leave it's like oh okay well that was a scene i didn't need then well and at the end of the episode sort of doubles down on that because the like the final scene is there that ripple detection system picks up a ripple it's coming up they may have a way home and Stuart's sad because he's enjoying exploring new space but then we cut and he comes in and tells everyone he's like we're all going home there's a mm-hmm. ripple and uh like he gets pat on the back being like hey man sorry that you're not going to get to explore space and that's sort of where the episode ends is like they all are going to go home soon it's yeah. home earth it's 72 hours away the ripple yes it's a home is back to their planet yeah. out of other space back to normal space but earth it's where they live yeah they do live on earth in 2015? 200, 2052. Hmm. Maybe further than I Maybe one maybe. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But yeah, it's in the it's future. It's quite in the far in the future. So probably not 50, not 30 years from now. Not 30 years from now, <laughs> probably no. You're right. It's probably not 30 years from now. Uh, well, and that wraps up that episode, too. It's just uh, these episodes aren't going anywhere. <laughs> well, they all feel sort of perfunctory, which is... It's just a bummer. It's like all the things like we said, like there's no reason for it to be as forgettable as it is, because even when they have a good idea, it's almost as if they're going out of their way to not explore uh, it, not explore it. It's like, hey, that's something cool. Forget it because we need to make a joke that's not a joke and there's no time. We need a robot chicken that poops, uh, poops an egg. Also, we're not going to show you it and like make it like do anything. Yeah. 
Well, I wonder if it's like, and I don't know, obviously, but like it's a pretty interesting, like we've established like good team of writers, directors that have been involved in the show. Mm-hmm. Like the guy that directed this episode, I looked him up. He did a bunch of The Office. He was the cinematographer for like 100 episodes of The Office. He's done like Abbott Elementary, which I just saw, like, you know, like a bunch of stuff. Like he's a very busy working director. I think it though is one of these things but that, like, you know, sometimes you watch something and you go, I feel like everyone involved in this thought had a it was really a good, good time. They were going to have a good, they were going to do a good show, but it got missed in, like, in the editing or not, not blaming editors, but like, you know, like just like it didn't come together the way they, they thought mm. or alternatively, they just took a paycheck and everyone was like, I'm going to do Paul Figg's new show. I don't like this as a show. Let's just get our money and get out. Yeah. That's dark. I hope that's not the I don't case. think, I think it's. I think it's everyone had a really good time. They all liked each other and they were like, this is funny. It and it's work. funny on the ground. And when you start putting together an episode, you're like, this is not as funny as you guys thought it was mm-hmm. on the ground. That's yeah. what I think. And I think, I think you're right. I think these were very skeleton scripts that they thought these people will ad lib and they didn't really ad lib anything that great. And so that's what you got. Well, well, this is a good question then about the Yahoo of it all. Because okay. The this, Yahoo of it all. So. I forgot that Yahoo was even trying to get into streaming mm-hmm. and stuff. So, like, this is original content that they made. So, maybe weren't as involved or were a little looser with the rules and the structures, or maybe there wasn't commercials. I don't think that it was. I don't think commercials. there were. No. So, it's like that can be hard to do comedy without those, those, those. Yeah, I, I think it's similar. Like, it's a problem Netflix has, right? They're not an entertainment company. So, they, they give a lot of money to creative people and they kind of just hope it's going to work out so there's not a lot of feedback on them so you just kind of get what you mm-hmm. get and i feel this is very similar it's like it does feel like yahoo wanted something a couple extra round of notes would have been helpful. yeah paul fig got in a room was like i got an idea for a space thing they're like great here's 500 million but i wonder if he's even super involved in it i wonder he if he wrote just... every episode well he's not the writer on every episode yeah he is credited as the writer on every episode i if you look at the, if you watch I I, online, it shows everyone's a writer, but everyone also has a story editor role. And if you start watching, I think what it is, he had a writer's room. He takes credit as the writer. Well, I mean, I know how this works, but like <laughs> that, you don't have to explain this to me. But I didn't, I didn't think that was what the. I, I could be wrong. I thought it was the opposite, but I, I mean, again, from everything I've read, and I've read a little bit, and we haven't talked that much about outside. He loved this show, oh. and he is still. To this day, we're, we're like, running this in 2022. He's still talking about trying to bring this back. Uh, really? Yeah. He he really liked the show and he's he's hopeful. He's he's tried to get like fans on board. He wants to bring the show back. He's like I, mean, I the miss ratings it. ratings were actually pretty high on IMDb. Like I was shocked. Like it was like seven. Well like, that, if, is there a better segue? Let's rate these ourselves. Yeah, all right. Do you guys want to rate them? Courtney's looking very upset. I mean, I, I you guys made me dislike it even more, but I mean I I Well when I, you think about fine. this show. Well let's Let's get into it. So there's there's Troubles Brewing is the first episode we watched. Yes. Out of 10, as you know, wh- mm-hmm. where would you fall for you personally? In my normal TV watching or other shows you guys have made me a- watch? No, any way you any want it. Any way you want to do it. Yeah. Okay, I would say- How do you compare this to Harsh Realm? <laughs> yeah, so in terms of enjoyability of some of the stuff I've had to watch, like it wasn't super painful. So I would say a seven. No, an eight for this one. An eight? Yeah. Holy moly. But Luke, that Luke. is with well, real low stakes- this is two. This is yeah. another two. Luke gives it a two. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a uh, five and a half. I think. All right. I'm I think gonna, this show. I'm gonna, I'm gonna joke. I'm gonna say seven. All right. You're gonna go down to seven. You see, seven. Luke always thinks it's never gonna get above a two. I always think it just hits right down the middle. Yeah. It's not. That's it, it's though. just yeah. like it's a forgettable five I think, all the way through. I think it's probably a three in my 
lifetime of watching television. It's, it's crazy to me that just like there are two jokes I laughed at five and a half. <laughs> Like it's like yeah. that's thirty minutes of your time. I would I would say that I really enjoyed the coffee stuff. I found that I coffee think, well, very. We funny. all agree episode five was better than episode six. We agree. A hundred percent. No. Noah. They both suck Two. shit. Oh. Two. <laughs> they both sucked. Well, I would say also my problem was that it was really uneven the first episode. So I really liked the robot thing, and I could have spent the entire time with that. I could have had an entirely separate episode with the time thing. But not mm. with just those two people. There wasn't enough going on there. So what do you give the second episode? The second episode? Powerless. When they're in the... Yeah, oh, I know. I know. Way, you gave it an eight, seven, and three. What was the, what was the, <laughs> the final score on it? <laughs> I averaged a five. No. Um, I think I would give that one... Uh, if I gave the first one a seven, I'd give it a five. All right. A pretty serious deduction. Yeah, I didn't like the second episode. It's two. They are all the same episode to me. It's a two. I give it a four. Four for me. There we go. We got all the ratings. <laughs> well, and it's yeah, it's not rating high, and uh, 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 it's look, uh, it's it's gonna be. I think it's comedy is a lot like this. It's gonna be based on personal preferences, like yeah. how much you enjoy. Like here's the thing: you hate I don't it more care. than I do. I don't care for puns. Like that, I don't oh. like they don't do anything for me. They're so great. that whole coffee robot, all it does is puns. So like, if puns are funny to you, you're probably gonna get a lot more mileage out of it. For me, it was just like. Yeah. I'm just sitting there waiting to hear what pun robot. You didn't like. The, I'm the captain now, and you're going to be roasted. No. See, see, comedy goals. I'll say this: at least you knew it was a joke. Am I right? You knew well, it's a joke. Here's the thing: it's better than the. I've this got a tardigrade and a necklace. It's just like the only times I can tell it's a joke. You, you got, when like, you that's got, what it is. Is that an established thing? This no. necklace that you're talking about? No, I mean as in sci-fi lands. No. What's no. A, what, what? What? That? What? It's the word you're using? Like a, a hologram? A tar- hologram? A tardigrade? What? Yeah, that. That word. Is that an? It's, is it's that like a, a little. It, it, it's a thing on Earth too. It's like a little worm, microscopic, microscopic worm thing. Hmm. There was like. There's just been like. It's very funny. It's too dumb for these shows. Maybe. No, no, no. <laughs> it's very funny. It's happening because like this. You're I, definitely not. I think I at some point someone must have written some sort of like popular science essay about tardigrades because in it's this everywhere. period of time like Star Trek has a tardigrade everyone has a tardigrade suddenly so I think there was just like an interesting article about how yeah. tardigrades there's no way everyone became interested in tardigrades in 2015 <laughs> it's a very funny that yeah. I know I was laughing when I heard the word tardigrade I'm like oh this is when everyone liked tardigrades yeah <laughs> but yeah, I think I, I think the lesson here is like comedy is just it's it's very subjective. So I think you're gonna your mileage is gonna differ. I would a hundred percent have not watched the second episode if you had not been forced to. A hundred percent. I wouldn't have survived the first episode. <laughs> well, the first I would be. Yeah, it's interesting because it's like I don't know if pilots are difficult, obviously, and we don't need to rehash what the pilot was. But the trailer made me more interested in the show than I mean, that's a trailer. That's the whole job of it. Like I was like, okay. But I mean, I bet you, I bet you, it cuts into a great trailer. Yeah, if you put all eight episodes into one trailer, yeah, probably decent. I don't even know. I think it's all the first episode, probably. Oh, really? But Ooh, these explosive fart sneezes. Everyone's no. rolling the aisles. No, I don't yeah. know. It's uh, the premise. I don't know. Like, like the, the choice of the 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 low tech of the design, everything. Like it's just like if you're gonna do a sci-fi show like that, it's just like. I don't know. I think that's, I just pur- to look I a think that's bit purposeful, better. though. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah, yeah. I know it's a choice. I mean, it's a smart choice because budget, but like, I don't. It it loses something for me because I'm like. It but feels when she like ate his when she ate his leg, that was funny though. We all agreed. Yeah. Best that was best, very funny. best joke. Yeah. yeah. That's where yeah. one of the points is. Yeah. Which is really funny though because like I like I said I that storyline I didn't like and then mm. I was like oh, okay. That's what we watched it for. And we had talked about this the uh, previous episode because we knew they were going to go down to the planet. Like, what were they going to do? Were they going to go to location? Was it going to be green screen? It's actually all a set they built, but yes. it's a very small set. You can tell they couldn't yeah. move the camera out. Like, there's like, no, yeah. there's like, 
10 feet of rock wall. It's actually, yeah, it's it's very original Star Trek, but even smaller. Yeah. There was like, it's a corner of the studio they set up with a rock wall. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you guys. That It's probably enough about Other Space, right? Only two more episodes, Luke. I know. We're almost done. So almost ha- you, guys don't, you guys don't, if you've been re- reviewing it so bad, lowly, lowly, mm, okay. Low, poorly, um, you don't use the escape pod anymore? Is that not a thing? Well, we do, but you have to. we have to watch six episodes, and this is six uh, episodes now, so we're just going to finish it yeah, off. Yeah, you got to finish it. <laughs> There's you like no, you got to tell me how it ends. There's ba- no point. We're basically stuck because it's only yeah. eight episodes long. Yeah. Interesting. The, the that's the fu- that's the funny part is like anytime we watch something that's only eight episodes long we're stuck in it and we know it's gonna be bad Here, here's the thing look this is gonna be one of these shows where we're gonna reference a year from now and neither of us will remember we watched it oh 100 percent. i'll forget I... about this immediately yeah oh, the only person who remembers this is paul fig ask, <laughs> ask me about it later tonight yeah. and i won't remember <laughs> Like, You're probably right. You guys have said you guys watched this in the yeah. last 24 hours, and I, we're talking about things you can't even recall happening. Because I, I watched it at like 10:30 this morning. It's 2:40. <laughs> it's already <laughs> you've already lost 50 percent of it. Yeah. And so yeah. because they have notes. Yep, and that's, I mean, that's it. That's the show. the show. Well, Courtney, thank you for joining us again. It's always good to have you back. It was fun. Cutting edge, though, am I right? I'm telling you though. Next time, I want to do a pilot and a second episode. Okay. All right. Well, keep that in mind. No more mid-season. Please. You were you were lost amongst all the canon that was happening. <laughs> exactly. All that established storytelling. <laughs> and listener, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at continuedrag at gmail.com. And on Instagram and Twitter, we'll have some clips from this show. A leg getting cut off. Bloody leg for sure. Yeah. I guess the chicken cube. Yes. Yeah. Tardigrade necklace. Is I'll that a thing? Ch- uh, maybe. It's hard to say. There's not a lot to pull from, but we'll find yeah. something. It would be an image. Maybe when maybe when we, it's revealed that Art can like kind of extend himself to be slightly taller than he currently is, the robot. Oh, yeah. That was a joke. Was that a joke? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's, always, it's always a good part of the show. It's like, you have to ask, it's like, was that a joke? <laughs> but they just like stop. Like, they do it, and they're like, well, it never comes back. And you're like, oh, I guess it was. I guess you know what back. someone should do not to extend this any longer. Someone should add a laugh track on this so we know where the <laughs> jokes are. Honestly, this show could have benefited. Yeah, I think it could it's one of the few shows that would have benefited from a laugh track. <laughs> but that's it. That's it for the episode. So, listener, thank you for joining us in Jordan. I'll see you next week. See you then. Continuum Drag is recorded in Toronto, Ontario. Theme music by James Rex Seedler, produced by Jordan Dulloch and Luke Black. Special thanks to Aaron Hughes.